What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mini Crush October Fright Edition. Noel, we're getting into it. We're going to get spooky, Chuck? We're going to get spooky, man. I looked at the calendar, and this is going to be out in October. So we're going to start with some spooky content now. Uh, we're going to also get back into some of these roundtables for the Friday episodes, uh, which you'll be involved with. Going to get Joe back in, probably, and Lauren and Robert Lamb and... Uh, my buddy Joe Garden, I think, is hopefully going to do another another thing, and we're going to—I love this month. You know, we're going to keep some spooky content going. Well, Chuck, if there's one thing I love more than just run-of-the-mill content, it's spooky content. <laughs> it's spooky content? Yeah, so keep it coming. <laughs> I'm on board. Well, we have a few things here to go through uh, on the Movie Crush page, so I say we don't dally, and we kind of get down to business, as they say. Uh, and we're going to start it off, Noel— with a very simple question, which is, what are your favorite lesser-known horror films? Uh, and this is all in the eye of the beholder, of course. Uh, some people's lesser-known might be other people's. Uh, duh, everyone's seen that. But I thought I'd throw it out there. Do you have any lesser-knowns? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm assuming by this point, the uh, <laughs> my my horrible attempt at at, at a uh, Chuck's Holes weirdo horror <laughs> edition has come out. Uh, I really wasn't trying to like overly stump you, but those are some of my probably lesser known horrors okay. that are you know things like A Tale of Two Sisters, the amazing uh-huh. Korean horror, and uh, Houseu, and that's not really a horror. That's more of like a psychedelic weirdo horror comedy but yeah there's a bunch of really cool ones that i found when i was young a lot of that stuff on that list chuck came from my you know college days of really 
getting into Asian cinema. Yeah. And there's so much good horror that comes out of Asian cinema that eventually gets sort of half-assedly remade by American directors because, you know, we're afraid people don't want to read some text. Sure. Well, here's the thing, Nolan. I asked, um, and I said it doesn't even have to be a horror movie uh, as long as it's scary. Like, sometimes a thriller can be super scary and it's not necessarily thrown into the horror genre. Uh, so I kind of just widened the uh, widened the pool. Can you do that? Mm-hmm. You can widen whatever you wish, Chuck. <laughs> widen the lane, perhaps? Widen yeah, yeah, the... there you go. Widen okay. the lane a little bit. Okay. Okay. So it doesn't have to be horror exclusive, as long as it was kind of scary to you. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, for instance, we'll start bottom up again. John Tharp says, Alien. Uh, some people consider that a horror film. I consider it, consider it a, a sci-fi with a tinge of horror. Yeah. It's scary. It, it, yeah, it's a good point. Like, I, it, it does feel, I don't know, I think I've seen it officially categorized as science fiction horror. What I have not seen it categorized is, is lesser known. <laughs> lesser than what? Lesser known. Oh, that's the category here. No, that is definitely not lesser known. But, no. you know, who knows? Maybe Tharp uh, is from Mars and he doesn't. That's, that's possible. Yeah. Uh, Christy Harrison says Donnie Darko. Uh, I'd say that could be a little lesser known to some people. Perhaps. A cult right, hit. It was certainly yeah. It was a cult hit, and in its time, it was uh, pretty, honestly. I I I I never even no, noticed it getting a theatrical run. I didn't discover it until it was in the video store. Yeah, I saw it in the theater, mm-hmm. and then I saw the director's cut in the theater too. I think we've talked about that. Yep, I haven't seen it in a while though. Maybe I'll pull that out this October. That'd be good. Uh, Kimberly Crawford it's got a good Halloween sequence. There's like a really great yeah. like Halloween party kind of you know vibes totally. with them riding around on their bikes on Halloween night and their masks and stuff. It's yeah, it feels yeah, good Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at least in folly, of course, big time autumn autumnal. That is my favorite part of the year uh, when the when the weather starts in Georgia, especially. It's oh, such a relief. Boy. It broke last week. It's dude. such a relief, dude. So oh, it nice. feels like California weather for like a month. Yeah, or a man. Less. Yeah, it's like someone just flicked a switch. So mm-hmm. great. Yep. And uh, especially these days, like I think any change is good. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> you know. No joke. Uh, Kimberly Crawford, uh, sip tech, great name says, uh, cube, a movie I've seen. And I know that you're a fan of. Yeah. I liked cube. Not a horror movie. It's, it's a, it's but, a, but it's kind of know. scary, it's, huh? It's, it's a survival scary. kind of sci-fi. It's, yeah. It's, it's definitely more sci-fi, but it's, but it leans a little heavily on the gore and the traps. So it's sort of like a final destination science fiction thing. I could, I could call it horror. I think maybe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it was scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a movie I have not seen from 2002. And this is from Margie uh, Wittek. It says dog soldiers. Have you seen this movie? Dog no soldiers. I've heard the name and I'm trying to remember 2002 horror film. It, it certainly looks creepy. Oh, it looks to be about werewolves. Uh, a couple goes camping in the Scottish Highlands. All right. Well, that's all you need to know. Uh-huh. I mean, that's a scary setting. It was, a, they, they made it for 2 million bucks. Oh, really? Uh, written and directed by Neil Marshall. Oh, I, go, I think I know Neil Marshall, right? Did he go on to do anything else? He did The Descent. Sure. Oh, that was a yeah. good movie. Uh-huh. And this was, he did this before The Descent. So this is obviously that one where he made a pretty cool movie for uh-huh. no money, and then people took notice, and, and the rest is history. Yeah, The Descent. That was good. Very creepy. Uh, Michael Reed says, Pin, 1988. P-I-N. Do you know this movie? 
I, I These don't are think I good do. lesser knowns, everybody. Nice work. Uh, very well done. Oh, Neil Marshall also directed that uh, unfortunate David Harbour Hellboy reboot. Boy, Pin looks fucking creepy. Isn't it some? Isn't there somebody with like no skin on the cover? Yeah, or something like that. I it's feel got like David I've Hewlett uh, and Terry O'Quinn. I mean, Hewlett's great. I've seen based on a no, novel. I'm, Dr. Yeah, Frank, man. oh man, Dr. Frank Linden has a life-size anatomically correct medical dummy in his office, which he calls Pin. And he uses a pin to teach his children about bodily functions. Oh, Lord. Oh, boy. I got to check okay. that out. Yeah, looks, thank, looks pretty twisted. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, this I'm going to leave this list up. This is good. This is a good place to go. Unfortunately, the doll begins to take over Leon's life Ooh. and his sister's life as well. No, thank you. Uh-huh. But but thank you because but I will thank watch you. it. Sure. Uh Joshua Ramsey says Lair of the White Worm. Uh I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Have not That's seen it. That's what I always saw on the on the video st- store uh shelves. Because it's got a very uh sultry, spooky lady on the cover, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Yes. You want to be in her lair? No? Uh, maybe, potentially. Lair of the White Worm, nineteen eighty eight. Yep, definitely. There's a. She kind of looks like Isabella Rossellini, and she's coming out of like a one of those cobra baskets that you'd see like in a <laughs> sure. market where they've got the flute. You know, she's like got the yeah, little yeah. lid over her head. I guess she's the White Worm, but she's wearing a very low cut black dress. So the 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 title confuses me. And she's in a cobra basket. Yeah, she's in a cobra basket. Lair of the White Worm. Oh, I see her. Yeah. She mm-hmm. is in a cobra basket. Mm-hmm. Well, that certainly looks scary. She's got big fangs. I know. It looks cool. And another picture. Uh, here's a couple. Uh, Colin Heffernan, old pal, and Justin Ratliff, another old pal. Uh, both say Session 9, a movie I loved, Noel, and, and very much underseen, I think. Yeah, I, I, I certainly didn't see it. Oh, boy. You got to watch Session 9, dude. Fucking scary. I haven't seen it in a long time, actually. That's one I might dust off. Uh, this October. And, you know, I say this every Halloween. It's hard It's hard to get Emily on board a lot of these movies. So uh, we end up sort of splitting up a lot during October because I want to watch these movies. Right. She does her. Really. not her thing. Nah. Dude, Ken, Ken Russell directed Lair of the White Worm, who directed oh, also sure. Tommy and yeah, yeah. Altered States and uh, yeah, The Devils. Yeah. yeah. Well okay. known for directing weird movies. Yep, for sure. Uh, my old friend and former guest, Mike Anderson, says uh, my real old friend in real life. Clown House, Sam Rockwell's debut film and the cause of many uncomfortable dreams. Oh, wow. Do not know about Clown House. The name alone uh, gives me pause. Uh, Grant oh, it Stewart. looks like kind of a schlocky, uh, like a like one of those direct-to-video yeah. horrors. Uh, ex- I love it. Interested. Interested. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Grant Stewart says has a threesome. I wouldn't say these are super lesser known, but they're all great. It Follows, movie I loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Witch, a movie we loved. Yes. And Bone Tomahawk. Ooh, boy. Did you yeah. ever see that? Uh, I, I didn't see the whole thing, but I did look up the scene. Did you the see scene. the scene? <laughs> I saw the scene. Yeah. Yeah, we a... won't spoil it for anyone, but nope. boy, there's a scene in Bone Tomahawk that I thought I had seen it all as far uh, as uh, gross things you can do to a person. But that one, <laughs> and I, I actually watched that scene again the other day for some reason. It uh, was relevant. And uh, I forgot how fucking scary that part was. It's really well done. I yeah. mean, it's like it uses cutaways really well. And oh, God. Nah, we, we don't want to spoil anything. Just check it out. Yeah, or don't. And you see that guy's other films, too, like Dragged Across Con- Concrete, I think, as well. We've talked about it with Casey before. I yeah, he mentioned fan. that in the game. And that's a movie yeah. I have not seen. 
Yeah. Was I it good? I haven't seen it. I, I would like to see this guy's whole catalog. I can't remember the dude's name now that I'm uh, that I'm I'm talking about him. I'm blanking on it. Let's see. Bone. Well, if Casey uh, if Casey loved it, I think that was a heist movie. If I'm not mistaken. That's right. That's right. His name is uh, S. Craig Zoller. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good things from that guy. Uh, Sam Comer says a couple of more recent ones. Oh, interesting. Sam has some pretty obscure tastes. I haven't heard of any of these. Uh, we are what we are. Jugface, Baskin, The Ruins, and November. Uh, five movies I haven't heard of. Yeah, Baskin is like a movie where these cops essentially descend into hell. And it's got some real nasty, tortury kind of bits, and it's very, very intense looking. That's one of those ones that I was intrigued by enough to read about it, uh-huh. but I just don't. I don't go out for that super tortury stuff. But it does. It looked like it was genuinely scary, and there's a scene at the end that's very similar to uh, Bone Tomahawk that uh, gave me just kind of the heebie-jeebies just reading about it. So yeah, yeah. This is a good list. Uh, Man, I, I can't wait to see some of these. I'm not going to see my wife for a month, Noel. Yeah, man. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Sean Splay. Uh, Splee? <laughs> Noel, how would you pronounce this? Give me a spelling. S-C-H-B-L-E-Y. Splay. <laughs> I love names like this. No idea. What are you watching? Are you watching? I'm trying movies? to. I'm watching a clip. I'm watching a clip. Those are some amazing recommendations, and I'm going down a rabbit hole. All right. But, uh, yeah. Give me what. What does Splay have to say? Uh, Splay has to say Martyrs, the French version. Yeah. Yeah. That's another one of those that's got like a really twisted, fucked up, tortury kind of ending. Yeah, really? Uh huh. You know uh, that movie? I, I know it. Yes, I do know it. It's um. It's it's one of those ones that it's hard to describe too deeply without spoiling it, but I will say if you're a fan of twisted, kind of nihilistic, existential mm-hmm. dread kind of cinema, uh, this is for you. And if right. you're not, then it's definitely not. Uh, here's one I've seen from old pal Trevor Southard. Uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe was so good, and I feel like no one has heard of it. Did you see that, Noel? No, I did not. I've not heard of it. I did, and you know what? It was good. It had a good setup. Uh, I think it fell off the rails for me a bit. If I remember correctly, I didn't end up loving it, but was pretty damn creepy. Uh, any movie that's set sort of in an overnight at a scary job situation, in this case, a, a coroner, like a one night setting, those are always scary to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for sure. The, the sort of waiting for the sun to come up kind of premise. Oh, yeah. It's always good, like running out the clock. So yeah. it's, it's a perfect uh, sit- a setup for like a survival kind of horror yeah. type situation. Yeah. Uh, boy, here's one I also saw that was really, really scary. Benjamin Clement says Wolf Creek. Did you see that one, Noel? No, it's about a crazy survivalist kind of grizzly man, isn't it? Uh, Australian like, uh, yeah. backpackers. Really, really good. Wolf Creek. Highly recommended. Lauren Duke says the original House on Haunted Hill, old black and white movies are just inherently creepy. I've not seen that. Interesting. Uh, Vanessa Lopez, uh, maybe lesser known because it's older, but Event Horizon still holds the crown. It's the scariest movie I've seen. Yeah, that was a pretty scary movie. 
I think that one was so scary to me when I was, as I saw it in the theaters when I was a kid and it's marketing really just made it seem like a, a, a sci-fi movie, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and, and it had Sam Neill in it, who, uh-huh. you know, as, as Dr. Alan Grant from Jurassic Park. Right. And he just seems like a real safe character. And in that one, he becomes like this demonic, you know, evil monster creature that's all cut up. And uh-huh. there's, there's really fucked up gore in that movie. I just really was not expecting it. So yeah, that was one that I saw probably too early and it definitely left an indelible mark on me. No question about it. All right. And we're going to finish up with, uh, let me see here. Katie Scott, uh, way too many to count, but as of recent, the lodge, she says it's on Hulu. Uh, the twist at the end was so unsettling. I had to go watch some old SpongeBob afterwards. The lodge. Boy, I got a lot of trailers to watch. Noel. Yeah, seriously. And I got to get a list going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is a really great list, everyone. So I'm going to leave this up. I'm going to take a look at it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff, everyone. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, And then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, 
all things popular culture. culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, this was a little bit of a dark thread, Noel. <laughs> okay, okay. But I asked people, what would be your own personal worst way to be murdered? Oh, God. In a horror movie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, do you have one? I, um... Uh, I think I've mentioned on the show before. I am very averse to cutting. Yes. like I don't. I don't like slices mm-hmm. uh, in in close ups of it. I don't like throat slashes. Yeah, so, so being it slashed. would be it would be being slashed. Uh, maybe death by a thousand cuts would be like the worst <laughs> the worst possible way to die. For yeah, me. you know, being stabbed to death might be mine because mm-hmm. I don't like stabby things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be really horrific to to see a knife going in you multiple times. Ah. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, just just the way you yeah said that. So matter of factly, I'd rather be shot, choked out, pushed off a cliff, run over by a car. Yeah, I don't think I want to be stabbed to death. That that's what about bad. drowned though, Chuck? What about that's a scary one. It's pretty like, scary. Uh, have this impending sense of what's happening to you. And then, yeah. you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But you know, the thing with being drowned is, is eventually you black out. That's true. Um, that's the only merciful part of it. I think uh, that's what Brooks Hudgens says, actually going bottom up uh, being drowned. And I think for a lot of people, that's, that's pretty common. Uh, Ellis Porter says buried alive. Scott Cahill says bone tomahawk. <laughs> Just bone tomahawk. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. bad. Uh, oh boy. Uh, a lot, it's quite a few people say eaten alive. Michael, uh, D'Alessandro says eaten alive. I don't even know what that entails. Like, well, I mean, cut, if, cutting if off parts of your body while you're seeing it happen. Well, no, like, like, like by a dinosaur it? or a beast or oh, something. Okay, like they start sure. at your feet and they work their, you know, you're literally <laughs> seeing yourself being consumed and you don't die right away. Maybe you bleed out if they just toy with you or something. You know, I mean, that would, yeah. Like Jurassic Park style. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, Ashley Stewart says being burned to death by your own child. Okay. Is that a thing? No, that's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Well, uh, how about this? Being me being stabbed to death by Ruby, that would be even worse than regular stabbed to death. Dude, another one that just because you also know you failed up. as a parent. Well, that's exactly. But <laughs> that to, to, to my point, uh, the, another one that really messed me up that I think I've mentioned before is the original version of Pet Cemetery uh-huh. with the little cute kid that becomes possessed and like eats you know Herman Munster's throat yeah, and yeah. stabs him in the Achilles tendon and <laughs> oh, it's like God. that that one that's a bad one for me the the Achilles tendon slice yeah. is one of the worst dude because it's just oh I feel it viscerally uh-huh well you want to hear a little fun fact Noel uh yeah. the other day when I went hiking at Arabia Mountain and you were there just after me apparently I was, I was. we almost had another weird bump into each other uh-huh in uh-huh. the great outdoors Arabia Mountain near uh, where we live and, and very close to where I grew up. Wonderful um, place. Pet Cemetery 2 was filmed there. Was it really? At yeah, Arabia so Mountain? Those shots of, you know, the big rocky... Um, outcropping, outcropping or whatever. Outcropping was, uh, okay. was Arabia Shit, Mountain. Shit, that's cool. 
I, I, Pet Cemetery 2 is one that I maybe saw once. It's not very good and not nearly as scary as the first one. Um, but it wasn't scary to, in there. It was. Well, he, I don't think nobody has that scary accent anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Canem Truex says, buried in slugs while Donald <laughs> Trump stood over me laughing, holding a Trump 2024 sign. <laughs> oh, my heavenly Lord. These yeah, people are getting creative. Yeah. Buried in slugs. Eesh. Buried. And that should be a movie uh, from the 80s. just called Buried in Slugs. Yeah. Oh, boy. Here's one. Jesus. Justin Wright. Having to watch my loved ones get tortured and murdered before getting killed myself. Mm. That's hard to even think about. Rough, 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 rough. I think Justin wins this one. I think so. Uh, our old pal Debsky, Austin Debsky, says skinned alive. Uh, those Cenobites are real dicks. Yeah, I don't know what a yeah. Cenobite is. What is that? Oh, it's well, it's it's the it's the mini version of a Cinnabon. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's just a Cenobite. <laughs> now the Cenobites are the 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 demonic race or breed or spe- whatever of um, creatures from the Hellraiser franchise. So Pinhead is a Cenobite, or maybe he's the leader of the Cenobites. But they're they're all these sort of undead like leather boys and girls. They uh-huh. they all have like uh, S and M type costumes very leathery and they're all about killing you with hooks and chains Mm. and uh and skinning yeah they're all about some skinning Mm -hmm. this is a dark thread uh sherry lynch says drawn and quartered i imagine that's pretty bad uh mike sam says naked do what you will but please leave my clothes on (laughs) yeah there's something about being naked while you're being killed that's even more uh vulnerable and like yeah yeah no thank you I don't like being naked anyway. So I know. No, I'm like I'm practically one of those never nudes, <laughs> yeah, like Tobias in uh, in Arrested Development. Uh, our old friend Ethan Yavin says steamrolled from the feet up. So just yeah, slowly, just sort of flattened. That's kind of yeah. like eating that alive. Fun. No. Yeah, because that would be a slow death. Like you would have to. It wouldn't kill you till it got to your organs. So you'd have to. Your feet and legs and everything would go. And your your pee pee and your and your butt. Oh my god! <laughs> and then finally, you would get death. But yeah, that'd be pretty bad. I never oh, even, it'd take a while. Yeah. I, I, I gotta wonder, like the threshold for that for pain before you just go into shock and don't don't know what's going on anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, also, how much blood you would lose from having half of your body steam rolled yeah. uh, in that way if you might just already be dead before it reaches your like heart or head. Yeah, dark, dark. <laughs> Uh, Buddy Johnson says thrown from any height. So Buddy uh, is probably scared of heights would be my guess. Mm. Uh, Not to get too down, Noel, but I had a very good friend that uh, fell off a building and died. Jeez. And uh, I have relived that in my head and and what that must have been like too many times. And it's um, always been very hard to accept that one of your good buddies died in an awful way. No joke. I mean, just the realization it's as you're terrible. falling of like what's right. happening to you. Uh, yeah. How, how uh, are you with heights, Chuck? Are you, do you have a fear of heights at all? Or are you, you know, I much... don't have a fear of heights, but I think everybody gets a little weak need standing on a tall roof and looking over, you know? So, but I'm not like, uh, I wouldn't say I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of falling off of something tall. <laughs> no, well, that's just, that's just good old self-preservation, Chuck. Yeah, Nothing I wrong think with so. That. What's, what's yeah. your deal? 
Uh, I've talked about my my squeamishness with birds, have I not? Uh, yes. Yeah. It's, so does that I, link I, to the heights? I, I, oh, oh no, not at all. I'm sorry. I thought you were asking if I had any particular phobias. No, no I, I do heights. Uh, heights. So for example, like I really do like roller coasters, but the part of it that does freak me out is the height aspect of it. Like I don't particularly care for the click, 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 click up uh-huh. the, you know, the, the, the steeply inclined ramp. Yeah, it's a feeling. I, once, once it gets going, yeah. I'm flying and I'm loving life, but there's a, there's a roller coaster at six flags over Georgia called the Goliath. Yeah. It's yeah, particularly they got high. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's particularly high and there's all these humps. So that one, gives me the creeps because it's more like you said, it's just a feeling of like, well, if I were to fall from Uh this height, I would surely die. Yeah. And it's Uh, that apprehension, you know, it's, I think designed that way, that slow climb Yep, is, uh, you know, it gets everybody, I think a little bit. I think so. I think so. Good stuff. But like I had a friend who had, his mom was afraid of heights and she couldn't stay above like the second floor of a hotel, that kind of thing. Richard Gere in Pretty Woman was afraid of heights until Julia Roberts changed his life and made him trust again, you know? So yeah. there's there's always a way out. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Keels very simply says, anything where I didn't know what was happening. Okay. That just sounds uh, creepy. I, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe blah, blah. Uh, there would be a blindfold involved or something. I don't know. Certainly a, sack, a sack over the head. Oh, that boy. would be pretty scary. I think having a sack over your head and stripped down naked in a room and tied to something and not knowing what was coming. That's, that's pretty much nightmare fuel. Oh God. Yes. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. How about a couple of more? This is, this is getting so, so scary. Uh, Allison, <laughs> Allison Cameron says burnt at the stake. Uh, I have an irrational fear of this past life. Maybe. Yeah. Being burned alive would not be fun. No. And then lots of no. suffocations and drownings and being buried alive, tortured to death. Let's just put this one to bed. Oh, my God. Please <laughs> bury it alive. For God's sakes, Chuck. Oh, God. Nightmare fuel. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. 
Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. We're going to move on to something a little lighter, but still in the uh, Halloween-y vein, is I ask people, Noel, and this is a good thing to finish up with, just what some of your annual October scary movie traditions are, uh, whether it's rewatching something every year or just what do you, you know, some people might have horror movie-specific rituals, like I got to get that extra thick blanket pulled up all around me and my got to pull those feet up on the couch. You know, people don't want those feet down there so the thing under the couch can grab them. Uh, Emily, I've seen her uh, cover her eyes before. Uh, I've seen her cover her ears before. So some people have stuff like that. Or no, 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 Emily covers her head, which is interesting. Like she'll put a pillow on top of her head when she's watching a scary movie. Do you have anything like that? I cover my ears. Do you? I, I hold my ears. Yeah. I think I knew that actually. Yeah, I hold my ears, and it's really funny because I don't know. Do you know about this game the kids are into? It's called Five Nights at Freddy's. Do you know about this? No, this sounds awful. What is it? it well, no, it's it's it's. I mean, it's basically a jump scare game um, where you're like the night porter or like whatever janitor or, or caretaker at this like showbiz pizza Chuck E. Cheese type place, okay. but like all of the animatronic creatures are possessed by like the souls of murdered, you know, okay. um, people that are want revenge. Uh-huh. And your job is to like, you have these cameras that you can switch to and you're basically seeing like when they're approaching you in your room and you've got these doors and you have to close them at the right time. I actually don't fully understand the mechanics of the game, but the point is when you don't do a good job, the thing jumps out at you and like, you know, full screen jump scare, spooky fest. And I, Eden wants me to play it with her. And yeah, I mean, I'm literally covering my ears as I'm waiting for this spooky animatronic bear to pop out and like scare us. And Eden's like, you are useless to me, dad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like jump scares. I I, I definitely don't. Who does? Don't like jump scares. There's a thrill to it. Yeah. uh, Which is why people indulge them. But uh, yeah, jump scares are tough. 
No one likes to be scared. You go to haunted houses? I was about to say never once in my life have I really? been to a proper haunted house. <laughs> uh, I've always been too too much of a chicken for it. But I don't I think go to I, those either, dude. Like yeah. the, the big the big ones that they, right. they put out yeah, in like, like warehouses ne- once a year. Nether, nether world here mm-hmm. is the big one. Nah, not for me. Well, I just don't like being touched by strangers or the yeah. idea of someone <laughs> jumping out and grabbing me or chasing me around. That doesn't appeal to me. No, thanks. Not one bit, no. Nah, I'm not really into it. I mean, I would if the right group of people went. I think I might have gone to one in L.A. one time that was a sort of a neighborhood one. Yeah. But not for me. And boy, I could not pay Emily enough money. There's yeah. not enough money in the world to get her right. into one of those places. Got it. That makes sense. Glad we're all on the same page, Chuck. We, we cannot go to haunted houses together. Yeah. <laughs> this Halloween. All right. So let's get going on some of these uh, Halloween rituals. Uh, Shina Lindbergh says, The Shining on Halloween. Uh, sure. Benjamin Clement says, can't go past Shaun of the Dead. Uh, Kathy Fisher, interesting, uh, for rituals, she says, watching them only during the day. Hmm. I mean, I get it. It certainly lessens the effect. But I got to watch those things at night. If yeah, you, If you're sure. going to go there, you got to go there. Or at least I do. Uh, Molly Thibodeau, old friend and top fan, says, I wait until I'm alone, like a psycho for some reason, uh, have some wine, and all dark. Ooh, Molly. Brave lady. Do you like having someone with you or can you go oh, to yeah. alone? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I look, I, I do like scary movies. I, I definitely do, but I, I tend to kind of, um, cheat a little bit sometimes where I look up the big twist or the big, like jump uh, scare really? moments uh-huh. so that I don't get, too, fully uh, scared <laughs> fully spooked yeah man oh my yeah. gosh i'm revealing so much about myself on this I episode but both big I, I, I do like horror movies though uh bonita bauer hummel says this have a mind escape plan prior to watching like have a comedy movie lined up to watch immediately after the horror movie ends that's not a bad idea no it's cute that's good like it's almost like a palate cleanser exactly thanks chuck i was, I was struggling for that <laughs> Uh, let me see here. Mark Galaski says, uh, Will Smith's After Earth. Doesn't get any more horrific than that. <laughs> uh, uh, the, that. That was a little zing. Yeah. Uh, Mark Avant says, we usually watch Night of the Demon and then follow that up with a, quote, scary mystery science theater 3K. So another palate cleanser, of course. Uh, Carrie O'Neill, one of our old pals, says that she watches in the dark, usually in bed with her husband. And most of the time, a nice alcoholic drink to sip on. Sure, why not? I'm intrigued by Night of the Demon. Oh yeah. Oh, Night of the Demons, '88. So like a like a a teenage slumber party situation with uh. demons running wild. <laughs> uh, our old pal, uh, the Robster, Rebecca Robe says, "I rotate goofy with spooky, and never seen, uh, and never seen with old faithfuls." Uh, it's a mixed bag of Halloween delight in this house, minus the candy corn. What am I, a monster? <laughs> uh, Earl pal Gaston Caroline says this, for all the legit scary horror movies that I adore, also have to watch Casper once a year. Uh, and we put on a Simpsons Treehouse of Horror marathon for pumpkin carving. Oh, that's fun. I love it. We're decorating for Halloween this year, Noel. We haven't done it in a long time. but Oh, that's fun. We're, we're just trying to mix it up and do some different stuff now. There's this really amazing uh, local pottery, um, what do you call it, like studio, I guess, in my uh-huh. hometown of Augusta, Georgia, called Tire City Potters. Uh, they they set up in this old tire like uh, 
storefront kind of it's like a garage that they make bought and converted into this amazing pottery place and they you know they are working artists and make stuff and they sell it but they also have a lot of community events where people come in and they teach them how to make pottery and every halloween they have people come in and make what they call forever pumpkins Uh which are basically just you know clay pumpkins that they have kind of designed around this like particular style but then the, the kids can paint them however they want and sure. make them like these jack-o'-lanterns but it's really sweet and i yeah. think if uh I, I highly recommend you guys check it out you can probably order online from tire city potters in augusta georgia awesome nice plug uh joe Samari says universal horror classics on october nice mm-hmm. old mm-hmm. school I'm actually really dreadfully out of touch with a lot of those. Like, I, I think that'd be a fun marathon to kind of get in there and, and watch like the old Frankenstein and, yeah. you know, the mummy and all of that stuff with like Boris Karloff and the totally. like, you know, I haven't seen any of those. I should check those out. Uh, Bo, just B O Bo mm-hmm. says this 13 nights of horror. Uh, it's basically a calendar. Uh, and he does this at his friends at his friends three season room. What's a three season room? Uh, it's a room that you can sit in uh, every time but winter. Oh. Like maybe a screened porch. I've never heard of this before. Yeah, it's a okay, room for cool. for most seasons, not for all seasons. God. Like I got a I got a TV on my screened in porch now, uh, uh, so we can do outdoor movies, and oh, it's that's fun, really great. And I, and I imagine that uh, scary movies out there would be even better. Totally. Uh, old friend David Barlow says, "My wife and I watch Trick or Treat and Cabin in the Woods every Halloween. It's a good one." I sure did like Cabin in the Woods. I haven't seen Trick or Treat. That's one that's like a, got a couple stories in it. I think it's like a little anthology situation. I haven't seen it either. It looks pretty cool. I, and I, I know a lot of horror buffs that have that pretty high on their list. So I'll have to check it out this season. Uh, our old pal, The Danger Oven, Gail Kuntz says, we always watch the classics. Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Exorcist, etc. I make pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. Gotta have Sour Patch Kids popcorn and plenty of booze. I'm just going to move in with Sour Gail Patch and uh, Mark, her husband. Amazing. They can, yeah, I love, they can adopt I, me. I love the idea of pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. That actually never sounds heard really that. pleasant. It sounds amazing. I like that. Yeah, for and sure. Plenty of booze. You got me. Oh, definitely. Uh, Luis Silva, our old pal, Luis says, lights off, locate my pets so they don't scare the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the classic fake out jump scare in movies too. And they yeah. still, they still use it to this day is there's like spooky foreboding doom tone. And then uh-huh. all of a sudden the cat pops out of the closet or whatever. It's always the cat though. It's never a dog. It's always nah. a cat. Nah, dogs are too sweet. They come around the that's corner true. and lick your face. That's true. All right, let's do a couple more of these and get out of here. My friend. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Sheila Hartwell says not a horror fan, but I do have a few that I will watch. Usually watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space on Halloween. Yeah. Uh, I can do Child's Play or Nightmare on Elm Street movies since I watched them as a kid. And of course, anything by Stephen King. Uh, I find movies that uh, they aren't so bad if I've read the book already. That's exactly what I'm saying. I got got to give yourself a little bit of a leg up so you have like the upper hand for those jump scares. You know, it's important. Uh, Um, And then finally, Jeffrey Alexander Reyes, uh, Reyes says this. I try to start. I've tried to start some, but my wifey is not a fan. Uh, I used to have a Hellraiser marathon, the Big Three slasher franchise marathon, and Scream marathons, whichever one I felt at the time. So Jeffrey can't do those anymore because <laughs> he's married. 
<laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this on the show. I think I did. I watched all, uh, maybe not the third one, but I watched the first two Child's Play movies with my daughter, uh-huh. and she thought they were hilarious. We just had the best time cracking up. They are not scary at all. Yeah. It's, it's clearly this weird little floppy doll, except when he's like in close up. Right. And he's flying around. Like he's just, <laughs> just like, like this dummy flying around, you know, and he's, he's jumping at people and biting them and, you know, trying to stab them with this weird little child's butcher knife for some reason that he has i gotta see those uh, i'm interested to see uh when my daughter gets interested in uh scarier stuff and kind mm-hmm. of how she wants to handle that i'm gonna i'm just gonna follow her lead there you know certainly totally. not gonna push anything on it oh no 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 but i'm not gonna deny her if she's like i mean i think there's certain age-appropriate movies if, if, she, if she wants to see slasher movies when she's eight i'm gonna say no not yet maybe not maybe not maybe wait till you're 12 yeah but you know she's into it she's into it gotta follow their lead Noel. you can't keep it from them either because they'll just go sure. into it even more hardcore you know yeah, that's true all right well thank you buddy and yeah, uh we got more scary stuff coming um i would love to see some ideas so crushers throw up some segment ideas uh round table ideas we're always looking to to do new fun stuff during uh, scary October Halloween uh, month. Spooky content. Spooky content. All right. Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. Bye, everybody. Movie Crash is produced and written by Charles Bryant and Noel Brown. Edited and engineered by Seth Nicholas Johnson and scored by Noel Brown here in our home studio at Ponce Market, Atlanta, Georgia for iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.